I'ma make a hit, then take a hit. I keep it crispy like bacon bits when I break a what? You little widgets don't get me when I display my Founders truly cool. Take a trip. It's very good. It's my favorite thing. And champagne. You guys want to start? Okay, here we go. Uh, this is ASA Detroit. ASA stands for Attention Seekers Anonymous, which I think is funny. And I'm your host, Mark, and we'll introduce ourselves from left to right. You go first. Vivian Brigade. Okay. And what do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Um, I mean, my attention-seeking bit is that I do comedy. Okay. And then behind the scenes, I write grants, and there is no attention in writing grants. Oh, grants for what? Uh, University of Michigan Studies. So you're trying to get the grants? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's a big deal because you're trying to get the dough. Yeah. Wow. I'm getting, you know, a few million. Nice. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, you're next. Hello, I am Heather Sanau. I am a professional account manager for OnStar by day. Nice. And then in the evening, I am a jack of all trades. You are a jack of all trades. Yes, I am. So like everything, I like looked at your uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook stuff and it was like, Yes. So many different things. So, like, list them all. Go, go, go. I do voiceover, impressions, mainly celebrity impressions. In fact, I think I'm the only female impressionist stand-up comedian in the state of Michigan. That's okay. not a lie. I do uh, graphic design, video editing, audio engineering. I do uh, re house redecorating, specifically <laughs> my own house. Yeah. I built my own, uh, uh, ca not cabinets, but... Um, Countertop. 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 <laughs> you built your own I, countertop. Yes, I built my own countertop out of wood, and I just polished it up and am shellacking it. Well, uh, polyurethaning yeah, yeah. today. And um, I'm doing my cupboards. I created a brand new cabinet. I also build a lot of stuff. I built a bookshelf made out of uh, two old racks from Andiamos <laughs> that I bought off Facebook uh. Marketplace and some Ikea furniture. <laughs> I'm very good at caulking. Yeah. I love a good cock. A good and uh, <laughs> that's, that's not a joke. I literally am just like, yeah. I had to take a shower before I came here because my fingers were covered in cock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like to sing, dance, and okay. make She's music. She's also a very good singer. Yeah, and do really? a bunch of really? stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very much a weirdo, but, uh, and I sew as well. That's awesome. And paint. That's awesome. Like paint for artistry? Both artistry and for house decorations. Really? Yeah. I made a mural for the back of one of my cupboards because it's like the compartment where my water um, meter is. Okay. And it's like a fake cabinet. So I made it look like two different um, cabinet drawers on the bottom. Yeah. And then on the top, I added wood on top and sanded it down. And because I didn't have any wallpaper, I was like, you know, I have leftover, like, uh, would I'll just make a mural on the back and then the mural turn into hey let's do a mural on the rest of the kitchen wall <laughs> so I started the rest of the kitchen wall and that um, coincided with more murals in my in my house I got I want to see pictures I went not right now obviously yeah. but I want to see pictures good. yeah if you have any as you look around this basement if you have any or the whole house if you have any suggestions please let me know color you have a very you have a very nice basement thank yes. you you got to make that thing go oh, a little closer my, to yourself. Okay. Should I just like sit up straight? No, you can do whatever you want. Just, just um, I gotta pick it up a little bit. Yeah, I've been told that before. It's funny. I did um Carl Johnson's podcast yeah. a while ago, and he was like, "You have such a quiet voice." I was like, uh, "Yeah, not really." I was gonna aim it. Okay. Go. Okay. It's just a proper voice. I guess it's a very. It's a great voice. It's like, my um, Midwest voice. 
proper Midwest, yeah. easily incorporated into corporate work voice. Oh yeah, because I have to. All right, so the whole the whole concept, right, is I invite a comedian on, and then they mm-hmm. bring their friends. Okay, their comedy crew. So Vivian, you were the point person. Yes. So why did you bring Heather? Uh, Heather's probably my closest comedy friend, Aww. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and also, also, I realized this as I was driving here. We really became friends uh, at the uh, Clausen, the Woodpile show. Oh, nice! Yes. So we, I passed it on the way here. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 hell yeah! How did you guys meet each other? Comedy? Uh, yeah, comedy. I think I first met you at the. So I will say I'm one of those people who has a really weird memory. So if you don't remember this, I don't blame you. But we met. <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Don't feel bad. No, this happens to me all the time. People are like, oh, I don't remember you at all. I'm like, don't. That's just me. Um, it was the, uh, what is it? Moon Rock? It's Amber. Yeah, Moon Rock. Moon Rock Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember as well. I'm Baltimore. Yeah. I'm Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was which was a fun show. And I remember it because Heather did an impression of Dolly Parton that was like, like jaw dropping. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so you guys like started to like just kind of see each other at shows or is it like expanded beyond the whole comedy thing? I think we finally got to really bond though at the Clawson Woodpile show because it was smaller amount of comedians who were doing it and we're all eating and sort of placated in in like a weird little corner and just getting to know each other and it was just super fun and we were very loose because... Very small audience. Yeah. So you you get a little here with each other and just making fun of, of one another's like past and, and, and current stand-up. I love it. It was also it. like the middle of July. It was like 90 degrees and it was mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. So I think we all were just yeah. a little loopy anyways. John Campbell runs that. He's like the king yeah. of Boston yes. comedy. Yeah. yeah. I love I love John Campbell. We shared, yeah. the, uh, we shared the open mic at Cave and then I had to fire myself. Oh. I fired myself, yeah. That's usually called quitting. No, I okay. fired myself. I okay. forgot that uh, it was my turn. Mm. Yeah. And he was already there. He was there every Sunday. And yeah. he loved it. And, he, you know, he's he doing a great job. It. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He has yeah. such, like, a passion for it. I was like, dude, you got I love it. He'll make, like, flyers for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He makes, like, I'll say right now, John Campbell makes the best flyers he does. in Michigan comedy. He they does. crack me up. He does. He runs the, uh, or he's part of, like, the uh, the bad comedy flyer yeah. group. Are you in that? Yes. Yes. Some yes, bad flyers, he, man. Yes. Yeah, and he always has like such. I'll be like, I don't think it's that bad, and then he'll be like, bullet point. This is why it's bad. This yeah. is why it's bad. I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you, uh, I always like to like how long you guys been doing it. So we'll start with you. How long you've been doing the all the performing? Uh, in terms of performance in general, everything. Since everything. I was a child. Really. Uh, in terms of improv, since 2015 professionally, and then, or not, uh, not 2015, um, 2005, and then uh, stand up for about a year and a half. Okay, but, love it. Um, yeah, I've been doing sketch comedy, improv, um, monologue writing, um, just basically all of it since I can remember. Where'd you do the improv at? I did improv first at Loyola University. Okay. My coach was Tim Baltz, who is now on Righteous Gemstones. Oh, wow. A bunch of other shows. Um, and then I moved on to IO, which is formerly Improv Olympic. Yeah. And then I moved back to Michigan, did Go Comedy, Planet Ant. I love Planet Ant. back to Chicago, did Second City, went through their um, home team group as well. Also did IO again, came back to Michigan, <laughs> redid Go Comedy and Planet Ant. Yeah. Then quit 
improv all together after COVID, started doing Mm. stand-up, and now I'm sort of the black sheep of of stand-up because I come from a weird world of comedy. Why do you say you're black sheep? Why do you say you're black sheep? Oh, because... I, I, I'm very much, uh, I, I don't do what normal people do. <laughs> like everyone's like, I'm working on my five minutes for a year. And I'm like, I'm going to do a different set every week and yeah, see where it goes. And then after, you know, a year and a half realizing, oh, I should probably put together 45 minutes of work because I probably have it. Yeah. So I work ass backwards. But yeah. when I get to a point of like, I'm ready to go it's like professionally done. So I, I look like a weirdo who doesn't know what they're doing right now. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. But there is, there's meaning to the chaos. Yeah, for sure. You got your process. Yeah. I remember, so the how I like first, not like met you because we didn't mm-hmm. really meet each other, but um, I came across you was at the roast battle and you were the judge. Oh. And you were... A you were better, I had yeah, so third place, third much. place. Yeah, he was good. He was third really place. good. But you were better than any, like you were better, a better roaster than any of the roasters, and you were the judge. She was crushing people. I was very upset with some of the roasts because I feel like some people came in not knowing what they were going to do yeah. or hadn't prepped, and I was like, the whole point of a roast, yeah, is even if you don't know who you're going up against, at least have some things in your back pocket that could work for anybody. Okay. And the ah. very first roast, I mean, neither person had anything. Yeah. And I was drunk enough where I'm like, all right, I'll tell you how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, yeah. She let it rip. <laughs> and that's my, that's very much attention seeking. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you guys aren't going to roast each other and everybody's being nice on the judge panel. Yeah. I will be the Simon <laughs> Cowell. I will be the- <laughs> The C word, the C yeah. next Tuesday. Oh, yeah, we're not supposed See, to Yeah, we're not supposed to swear. Yeah, I yeah, know. if you do your best. You can do what you got to do. I can figure it out. Oh, uh, yeah, you're very good. I, that's my funnest night. Have you done that? No. You know what? Brad actually asked me to do that You got to do it. Do it. Someone dropped out. But I'm not a roaster. Doesn't matter. It's an exercise in writing. Mm-hmm. I would go to it. No, I, I'm just not a roaster. And I, I remember telling me him, neither. like, if anyone implied that I was fat in any way, I would probably kill myself. So Why? <laughs> No one yeah. has ever thought that. You are the only. Oh, Jesus. I swear well, no. to God, every time you bring that up, I'm like, nobody oh thinks God. that of you. Isn't it oh, well, my ex said that to me. So. Oh, well, come on. But they're different. just like, you're just like, they like, he know, how long did you date? Yeah. Uh, a year and a half. Yeah, right. So he knows your insecurity and he just like tried to like, yeah. like hit you in like the Death Star exploding thing. Which, yeah, you know? but we kept dating after that. Oh, well, whatever. That's <laughs> life experience. Would you not agree that she's one of the most beautiful stand-ups that we have in for the sure, Michigan. and if I, if I didn't agree, I would I would have You'd to agree. Like, but no, I agree. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. You literally have like nineties like American <laughs> supermodel, like all American girl aesthetic, and it's oh. it's very envious. This is a gas up. We're gassing you up here. Okay, that's what's up. That's I, how we do it. I'm Shucks. drunk enough where I can't lie to you. <laughs> wow, she's good at roast. She's good at compliments. Yeah, we're killing it. See, that's I would do very well at like the opposite of a roast. <laughs> you would do the Andy Samberg compliment. <laughs> yeah. A compliment fest. So yeah, like, but like funny compliments. Like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think you should try it because okay. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to go. Yeah, I really was sure. just planning on going because I'm the same way. I don't. I don't like. I'm not like thinking things. You know, like yeah. I'm not like oh that person. I'm like boom, 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 boom. I'm not like thinking. But it was so fun to uh, have to be forced to write. The first person okay. you knew who mm-hmm. you're going to get, right? Yeah. So that's true. And I wasn't like, that's a learned thing. Like now I try to like have some things like general, like 
blank, 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 like ready yeah. to go, right? As, yeah. you, as you said, but I didn't have anything. So I had stuff ready for my first person. He was not ready for me. Uh-huh. So that was a huge, that got me through and got me calm. Yeah. And then it, you have, and then, uh, you know, you find out who you're going through the next round and you got like seven minutes and it was real friendly. Like me and Jake House went against each other oh. and Jake House was like, Hey, you want to go in you the, beat Jake House? I did, but it was pretty even. It was pretty even. Okay. Yeah. I beat him twice. I beat that him the second was, year too. I, I think I remember that one specifically where it was very even except I think you got one really good one in yeah. against him. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Which Jake I've House tried. Is such a character. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. But like me and Jake House sat in the back and Jake House was like, okay, I'm this, 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 and this, this, and this. I work here. I do this. I do this. And all right, I was like, I do this, 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 and this. I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. And then we just used that yeah. to roast each other. So it was like a real like yeah camaraderie thing it wasn't like trying to find what was going to make someone get crushed yeah <laughs> like, what's your deepest darkest thing that'll make you know it wasn't like that at all no, especially and, with someone like jk <laughs> yeah well everybody was like that though it was a blast yeah. you should try it at M- least maybe one day. yeah at least because like it was just a great exercise in writing whatever yeah how, how long have you been doing it um, I've been doing comedy. I actually just passed my one year anniversary. Oh, congrats! Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Although before I did comedy, I used to host trivia. Oh, so that was kind of like a stepping it. stone, you know. You were yeah. doing it for sure. What yeah. uh, What made you do the like host the trivia? Like, what got you into that? Oh, trivia! I've always wanted to host trivia. I think really? it's um, I mean, I've always played trivia, and I just I remember having some hosts who were just very like you know, static, yeah. and just boring. I'm like, oh my God, come on. Like, yeah. You can have so much fun with it. Yeah. And I loved it. I also think it's because like, if I really wanted my parents' approval, I would be hosting Jeopardy right now. <laughs> that would be like how... They love it. <laughs> I would love like it. really like get my mom's dreams if I were like the new Alex Trebek. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, this is like, I'm curious with both of you guys. So what... So I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but mm-hmm. like what made you go from the improv to the comedy like what made you start the comedy start stand up or start, start stand up start okay. stand up start stand up. like uh, you had your thing you were yeah. sounds like you were pretty successful in it and then you did a pivot and you started the comedy stuff well covid was a very i'm not saying it was a good thing for you know general you know people dying no one down here is pro covid yeah, yeah for sure i feel yeah. like a lot of people were able to reevaluate what they wanted and what they needed out of life wow, and yeah. for me specifically when it came to improv and i look back on all of the things i had done a lot of the time um you're working with a group okay and for me there were times that I realized I was being selfish or I didn't necessarily mesh with that group. Or there were theaters that would not look at me until I had actually succeeded elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then they used that as a, a placeholder to be like, well, she's done this. We can finally put her in this show. It's like my worth wasn't determined by me, but determined by like, the the celebrity kind of status yeah and it mm. felt like bullshit like yeah. i i never want people to treat me with added respect or or that fake kind of kindness and in improv there's a lot of that i mean there's mm. so much just like everybody treats everyone hunky dory but really <laughs> they hate each other oh, and i no. much prefer someone to say i don't like you but i can do a show with you i'd have much more respect for that and it got to a point where um especially during covid where 
you know, exes or people I dated in the improv community or people who I never dated were messaging me and just making it super creepy. I'm like, holy, there's so many terrible people in this community. Yeah. And they had bitched so much about stand up. I want to see if they're right. Yeah. And they were wrong. Yeah. Like, hmm. there are much nicer people in the stand up community because really? it is very much up in your face honesty. And I much prefer that. Okay. Like, I know who's a dick and who's not. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think? Um, no, I can. Like, that's who, all, yeah. who is, you know, a rude and who isn't just by face value in yeah. stand up, m- more likely. And because I had been working on doing monologue type writing and have been used to that I'm very easy to write for others like if a stand-up comes to me is like I don't have a joke for this I'm like it's this 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 yeah can write it in like a second improv has helped me with that and also just like fine-tune of knowing that yes and but yeah exactly but for myself I had never really thought of what is my voice that I want to give to stand-up so I'm still trying to work out the mechanics of it but it was a challenge. It was something different. And the fact that I had neglected that area of comedy and realized I should have been doing that far earlier than what mm. I had. Like, I feel very, like, nostalgic and, and, and kind of sad that I had never, like, I had done stand-up once or twice yeah. in the early 2000s. But never continued with it because I thought, oh, they're going to judge me even more so. But honestly, it's it's been far easier and I've had far better like communication, friendships even, okay. than I have ever in improv. Wow. Within a year. You've been yeah. doing a year. Well, That's cool. A year. So a year, like a year and a half, I would say. Yeah. Um, I started July of 20, what year are we in? 2022? 2021. So, yeah, it hasn't, awesome. hasn't been that long. So you've had a good experience. Yes. Um, I mean, there have been a couple of, like, setbacks because I am, because I, I'm I'm an older comedian. And whoa, I've, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not the oldest person in the room right now. No, I know. Well, but, it's hurting but my we, feelings. You get to a certain point where you, you notice the bull, the BS far easier than a, a younger comedian. You've got experience. You've been, you've been yeah, through it. Yeah, I've had you know experience. So I know like there, certain that. situations that it's like, this isn't worth my time. This isn't worth my money. And I'm very fortunate in that stand-up is not like the end-all be-all. I can do other comedy besides this. So I'm very lucky in that I can take a break if I want to. And I don't have to hit the mics over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. But at the same time, I do have a lot of catch-up and a lot of work to do because... I'm a very different comedian than what everybody is expecting. And it's it's like you take 10 steps forward and 10 steps back every time. But I'm enjoying myself. It is a challenge. And yeah, that uh, that's kind of the reason why I've went into it is because I feel like I should have been doing this a long time ago. And I'm very much enjoying it compared to what I was doing before. That's great. Oh, do not let me forget to take the picture. So that's oh, yeah. just, I just thought about oh, that. A pi- a what? We got to take a, a picture. picture um, oh, that's so that's really cool. That's that's great that you're having a, a, a good experience in one year than the whole improv. Improv, uh, I took an improv class. Oh, I'm at not Planet Ant? At Planet Ant, which I love Planet Ant. Mm-hmm. I love that whole scene down there. But uh, as I was got to meet people, right, it did, there definitely is like a, a, a certain uh, level of, competition or something like that it feels like it feels like you feel it like it's like under the table like everyone's cool but like you feel everyone wants well it's group it's automatically group right so it's like Mm -hmm. click immediate 
So there, just click some comedy, but. there yeah. is one thing you should know about improv, and it does help with stand-up as well, but there are three different dynamics or characteristics. Ooh, let's there is go. the heart, the head, and the X factor. The heart is always going to go for emotional context. Okay. So when you have somebody on your team that always goes for those supporting characters, like the mom type or the dad type, that's going to be more emotional. But you also need a head character to counterbalance that. It's going to be someone who's very analytical. They might think of the game of the situation. Yeah. Or realize what is missing in the scene that I can add some uh, like grounded context to. They won't yeah. be too crazy. They'll be closer to themselves. The X factor is going to be like your Chris Farley, Mark, ooh, ooh, ooh. My- Michael yeah. Myers. They're going to yeah. be all yeah. over the place and do something erratic and big, but it'll like it'll tie all everything together. Kind of like the glue character. Yeah. Stand up. Uh, you have to have. You're a definitely ring. the grounded character, right? I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. More, I'm more X Factor. You're X Factor for However, sure. For sure. As I was continuing yeah. to play, I tried to change it. Like, depending on who needed what, I yeah. would try to change that. But with most improvisers, they don't necessarily think of who they are. They just want to be the best. They're trying to outshine each other. So mm. it very much is competition, yeah. even if they say they, it, it isn't. With stand up, you are dependent on yourself. Yeah. It's you yeah. against the world. But what a lot of people, a lot of stand-ups forget is that you're never alone on stage. You have the audience. The audience is the other person mm. in your act. Yeah. If they don't react to you, then you're doing something wrong. And that's where improv can support mm. that. And the same thing for improvisers. They forget the audience is part of the set. If the audience mm. doesn't like what you're doing, then you probably need to hit more of those like uh, – uh, p- punchlines and you know uh, setups for yeah. your set. So both of them are dependent on each other, and I think everyone who is in stand-up should take an improv class and vice versa. Yeah. But there's some people who think they're two different worlds. We <laughs> yeah. have to fight against each other. It's the sharks versus the jets. Yeah. And are people I, really and, singing that? Yeah. Like, are people, oh, yeah. really? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. We got improv- really relax. hate stand-ups. They hate them. <laughs> Everyone Absolutely should relax. What were you going to yeah. say? I know uh, if you know Ella Horvital, she has a really, yeah. I don't know if it's her joke, but she has a joke. I love her like, joke. I, yeah, I love her. Um, she says like, like stand-ups all want to kill themselves, but meanwhile, improvers make you want to kill oh. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. taking a shot at the improv, which is but fine. She, but I think but she also does both. That's a line you want to cross. Also. She also does both. Yeah. yeah. And it's very evident. Like, she's very yeah. good at working with an audience and knowing yeah. how to sort of go in weird directions with stand-up. Yeah. And that's awesome to have in your back pocket because improv allows you to take a lot of chances on stuff that you wouldn't as a stand-up. The, the, the headline is going to read, uh, Vivian Burgett uh, smashes um, improv. Improv? That's what's going to be the mm-hmm, title. The longest title of the podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Okay, What? so you're doing trivia. Yeah. You got the mojo. You're working with the audience. Okay. You're good at it, I'm assuming. I, yeah. You're making people laugh. Actually, you, got yeah. pe- you got regulars coming in. Uh, yeah. I right? still talk to some of those That's regulars. awesome. Res- respect. Uh, so what made you make the jump into the stand-up comedy? Well... I always, honestly, even when I started trivia, I wanted to ultimately do stand-up. Like, I've wanted to do it, honestly, since I was, like, in high school. Yeah. And I... Where'd you grow up? Pinckney. Oh, I almost worked in Pinckney. 
Oh, at Pinkney Schools? Yeah. Oh, yeah, long time ago. You made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> also, she smashes Pinkney and oh, improv. Oh, no, by all means. By okay, all means. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know We're pro-Pinkney here. We're pro-Pinkney. No big I mean, deal. I'm not anti-Pinkney, <laughs> but I sure as fuck wouldn't, I wouldn't want to teach there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, continue. leave that in for your principal. Yeah, <laughs> and no, the fridge isn't wide open, too. All right, so continue. So, um, all right. So you're doing the trivia, you're yeah, killing it. Yeah, doing trivia, and like I, I had just been writing for a long time, writing different <laughs> sound so effects, sorry. sound effects. Excuse me, I. She's the glue. This story really makes me want to pee right now. All right, so all right, don't right. mind. All right, go ahead, <laughs> no. go ahead. All right. Um. Yeah. So I, I always kind of wanted to do it, yeah. and I lost my trivia night during COVID. Oh wow, that's right. Do it, and then I, it never came back. And so I kind of just put that energy into stand-up. All right. So, and then what, okay, here's my, another next question. Okay. So you've always wanted to do it. So you finally did it. Where'd you start? Oh, the first time I did stand-up. Well, actually, no. The first time I did it, I did like a second city class um, virtually. Where the heck is that at? Chicago. So you second did it virtually. City. Yeah, it was virtual. You act like I'm stupid. I don't know where Second City is. I never know where Second City is. There are okay. three different locations. Thank so you. Good. Thank you, Heather. Thank but you. The Second City. The Second City. The yeah. Chicago one. I yeah. knew that. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So you took it online. So you took a yeah. stand-up class at Second. So you took yeah. an online virtually. stand-up yeah. class? Yeah, right. All right. Continue. Yeah. I, I would not recommend it. That sounds but t- tough. I really just, like, I already had a lot of material. All during COVID, I, like, had stuff that I would send to my friends just, yeah. you know, I don't have anything else going on neither to say, so yeah. I'd send them, like, stuff I wrote. Um, and then finally, I was like, okay, my problem is that I'm just not comfortable doing this in front of a crowd, so I need to do a class where I can just, like, get more comfortable, okay. like, doing my yeah. stuff. And it worked. And then the first time I tried it live about a year ago was in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're in Austin on vacation yeah. or what? Um, well, as most people are, um, I was in Austin for a bridge tournament. Um, <laughs> time out, time out. That's uh, the name of the podcast. I was in Austin for, for a bridge <laughs> tournament. Everyone <laughs> will know it's me. I got to text myself that. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not being I didn't rude. Know this. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Explain so this bridge. My best friend yeah, what's is up a with professional this? bridge player. Okay. Um, I have a few <laughs> friends who are professional bridge players. And let me tell you. There's a lot of money in the bridge community. They get paid so much. Uh, this tournament, I was at this national tournament in Austin. And the day after I left, who shows up? Bill Gates. Really? Yeah. To play bridge? Yes, he plays bridge. I bet he does. Yeah. All I right. mean, it's, you know. It's, so a bunch of Bill Gates types are, are playing. Yeah. Bill Gates types yeah. are playing. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, d- I actually don't play. You don't play? You're just there as a fan? Yeah. As support? I was a groupie, yeah. You were a bridge groupie? Yeah, exactly. That's what we told everyone. Um, <laughs> so, I, I was going to make, like, signs. I don't even understand how bridge works. No idea. So I was it's like, cards, what if right? I make a sign that says, build a bridge? My friends were like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Get it? Yeah. I don't know any rules of bridge. It's. I've been told it's like euchre on crack. Okay. Okay. Respect. Which Respect. I do. I really like euchre. Um, not a big fan of crack. But Fair. I just don't think, yeah. <laughs> Safe political choice there. <laughs> if you run for office later, this <laughs> won't crush you. Big fan Pro of Euchre, crack. anti-crack. <laughs> That's good. Um, for me. So you're, all right, so you're at Austin, and, yeah. and you do the open mic, because you've always wanted to do it, and you did the class. Yes. And it went well, it went bad, like how'd it go? It, it went well. Um, everybody else, it really helped that everybody else was terrible. Yes, you know? yes. That yes. always helps. I was like, okay, for sure. well, it can't be any worse than these guys. 
Um, and so, yeah, it went well in comparison. You know, obviously, I'm sure if I saw it now, I would, like, cringe oh, at it. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. But at the time, I was like, I just did the best of everyone in here. And it's because everybody else was just, like, edgelord. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to say some crazy shit and people are going to laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No and premise, no punchline. Exactly. Got to have that. Um, when did you guys know we'll go left to right this time? Okay. When did you – usually we go a circle, but you guys are missing a uh, – you guys don't have that many friends, but no big deal. Well. Uh, <laughs> We're quality over enough. quantity. Yeah. No, it is. I kind of like the two. I like the two. I enjoy the two. I enjoy the three. And actually, I had a one right before you guys. And that was cool, yeah. too. But I like the friends the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because yeah. just having two friends together, they automatically have more people than I do. And so they get comfortable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm the odd one out. It's also nice mm-hmm. learning about aspects that you didn't know about. Yes. <laughs> and you get that with the friends. Yeah. You totally. Because, like, you guys will talk, and I'll just be like. Um, so when did you know, like, ooh, this is a thing? Doing Santa? Yeah, you're like, ooh, I like this. Like, this is going to be a long-term thing. Like, I love um, it. Like, when did it get you? Like, when did it grab you? I mean, honestly, just after that first night, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't do it again until maybe a month later. What was the delay? Um, oh, oh, I got COVID. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> From figured the that would be a little in. rude, right? Yeah, the what? So you got COVID. So you, you had laughs the first time, loved yeah. it, knew it was gonna be a thing. You're in. Yeah, yeah. And then you Honestly. got the vid. Yeah. But you battled back. So you, when did you? Where was your first mic at? My first mic was at. I don't know if it still exists. I think its name was like kick ass or something or donkey it it was off of what city 14 mile okay so i think that's madison heights um madison heights is uh yeah not john r so i think it would have been livernoy no that we're on livernoy right now oh okay never mind then it's not livernoy um to quinder that's my mind okay and on the rocks there was a bar that my friend had done a show at, and afterward, they had an open mic. I was like, oh, well, I know a couple of stories that I can just tell. And I think this was a 2013. Oh, wow. The first okay. time that I ever oh, wow. did stand-up. Wow, wow, um, wow. And I just went up there and, and wung up a joke or two, and it was no, it was nothing. Like, I didn't... I had no expectations, had nothing ready. You're having fun. Yeah, I had fun. Um, but it wasn't until, like, I, I'd say solidified an actual open mic was New Way. And okay. that was July of, not this past year, the year before. Yep. And um, I got in there earlier because Jacob Russell and a couple of other people had said, like, hey, there's there's an open mic he's here. A big, he's in the improv world, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we've, like known, we've known each other for, like, 10-plus yeah. years. Um, that's that's my boy. I that's love my, Jake. That's yeah. my baby. Everyone loves Jake. That's my smalls. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he's probably one of the people that like everybody likes. Him. Yeah. No, he's no. the Dolly Parton of yeah. stand up and improv. Yeah. Everybody he loves everyone. Him. Yeah. Everyone. I'm trying to get him on. I try to get. I try yeah. to, he's busy, Aww. dude. Though he's a really busy. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He works a lot at night, so it's going to be difficult yeah. to get him over. Uh, but. Yeah, so I went and um, went to New Way because it had just like opened up after COVID. It's like, all right, I'll take a stab at it. And I remember that the very first jokes I did were more like um, what was happening in in the the media and stuff mm-hmm. like that because I wanted to do impressions, but I didn't really have anything ready to go. So I told Polly like, hey, I'll just do this set. And then afterward, a bunch of people got mad at me and like. 
you do impressions and you do a lot of voices. Why aren't you doing that? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I kind of had it in my back pocket, but I don't know if it works for this. And like, just do it. Yeah, do your thing. So Check I it out, mess. Right? So I walked up to Polly. I'm like, just so you know, I do impressions, and that's what I really wanted to do. He's like, you do? Okay, we'll put you up later in the night, too. Oh, yeah. So he nice. gave me two spots, yeah. and the second spot went really well. I just did a bunch of, like, random impressions I had written, and he's like, come back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So He's good for yeah. that. He's really good for the whole uh, development scene. He's very, yeah. very, very kind to new comedians, mm-hmm. and just, like... It, it, he feels like an older brother the moment you meet him. Like, mm-hmm. he's just supportive. of. He's very much like that Italian, like, su- yeah. like not Italian uncle, but, like, Italian big brother. Like, you know, I'm going to protect you. If anybody Fs with you, I'm going to, I'm gonna you know, yell at him. I won't fight him because <laughs> I'm scrawny. <laughs> oh. But Don't no, no. He's, he's sneaky strong. Yeah. He's sneaky strong. Well, I'm sure. He does foo- he football coaching. He does. And, yeah. He does. I, I would not be surprised if I he could. I would not mess with him. He could lift me over his head. But, no, he was... He he was super, super duper um, lovely to to work with, and I I need to get back at Tanuay. I haven't been there in a while. So. It's tough, man. New way stuff. I we always I talk about this a lot. Like uh, I gotta get up at five, so like uh, new way stuff because you don't, you know. I mean, who knows? Like wherever you're on the list, and Paul does a great job with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you kind of don't know what the situation is because there's been a couple times right. I've been there, and it's like ten thirty. I'm like Paul, I gotta go, man. You know. Yeah. So I I. I like to do new way when on like breaks when I got breaks, mm-hmm. which then, you get a lot of. So ooh, is that a, a not really? If you message oh, really? him though, no, I'm kidding. I I do it. That's enough. like the only perk of being a teacher. There's a lot of perks of being a teacher. Okay. Vivian. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> mostly <laughs> is that like a teacher? Like, excuse me, Vivian. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you read okay. the assignment? Hey, I I will say I was never a teacher. I used to be a teaching assistant. Nice. And then the big perk was I got a lot of breaks. Yes, I do. I do enjoy the year in the year breaks. I work in the summer because oh, really? okay. I'm not good with the long breaks. Yeah. Okay. You know. You seem like someone who yeah. I just get You're like someone a, who needs to stay kind of busy. I get momentum. And mm-hmm. I can get like good momentum, bad momentum. And if it's like a short break, bad momentum is just a fun yeah. break. It's just a holiday. But, yeah, it's just like a holiday. But I need, I like do way better. So I work like two, four, three, four days a week. In and, the summer? Yeah. And then oh, I really yeah. enjoy, like I really enjoy the days where I don't. What do you, wait, what do you do? Do you teach summer school? No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I would never teach summer school. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to teach summer school. No, no, no. I do, I do like repair decks. And then I te- oh. I do like a... Uh, I do like a like a youth conditioning camp. Oh, okay. that's cute. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. So I love it. It's like it's the best, you know. And so those days are really not working because we start at we start at six thirty. We're done by ten thirty. Wow. You know, and then nice. sometimes we'll do deck repairs after, or sometimes I get the afternoon off. But then nice. like football starts in August, so I'm busy doing that. Uh, okay. You, know? you coach football. I coach football. Yeah. yeah, I coach football, baseball, and then seventh grade girls basketball. So that's the other yeah. person I was thinking of having on is actually my housemate. Do you know Pete Sunder? I don't. Okay. Comedian who coaches football. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where at? Oh, where at? Uh, he coaches for Belleville. Oh, they they had a run. Mm-hmm. Did they win it all? I don't know if they won it all. I know they're doing really well. You don't know if they won it all. They just played in the state championship. He's yeah. your housemate. Yeah. And you didn't ask him when he came back from the game. No, I did. Did you win or did you lose? I did. 
and you don't know if they won or lost. I don't remember. Vivian, this Hashtag that's a big deal. Sports. That's a big deal. I know. I think the I think, state championship. That's a big deal. In retrospect, I think they must have lost because I was like, whatever, you're still good. Okay, so they <laughs> lost. Like for me, I'm like, you're still winners to me. Yeah, they just had a big but, controversy. They just yeah, they lost I, their I coach. heard all about that. But the thing is, because he coaches football, he also works at the Detroit House of Comedy. Nice. I hardly see him. Yeah, he's busy dude. <laughs> he leaves at like 6 a.m. and he gets home at like 11 What does he do at 6 a.m.? I don't know. He has to go coach. I at 6 a.m.? Well, that's when he gets up. Yeah. This is confusing. I know he gets up at 6 a.m. because his alarm wakes me up. And oh, I have to no. go wake him up. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Hashtag live on your own. Get your own spot. Mm-hmm. You, love, you love the roommates? I like having roommates, yeah. Okay. How, I know. How old are you? 31. 31. All right. So I feel like... Hmm. It depends on the type of roommate as well. Yeah. No, totally. I had I moved out at like 26 on my own because I was sure. sick of roommates. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. But dudes are different. And all yeah. dudes together are different. Mm-hmm. But the ironic thing, probably like when I was 31, I think I had someone living here because yeah. I was like the emergency guy. Like when there's an emergency, someone would be like, oh. hey, Mark, I need a spot. Uh. And it would always turn into like a year. I mean, just like one roommate, that's not so bad. It was all right. It yeah. was all right. My fear was I was going to be, fo- I'm about to be 40. So yeah. my fear was when I was 30, I thought 40 was old. I don't think 40 is old anymore, obviously. But I was like, I thought I would like have the answering machine and be like, hey, I'm Mark and it's Justin or hey, it's Steve. <laughs> Leave a message you have to beat. We're all living here. You, you know, could just have the George Cassandra. That's what I thought. Yeah. Believe it or yeah. not. I'm not home right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so when did you know like comedy was your thing that you're gonna like chase a little bit? Ooh, well, um, I've been a comedian since I was very, very young. Yeah, my mom was a big instigator of that. She was very funny. Um, I had a funny uncle. I had a lot of funny people in my family, so I wanted to replicate that yeah. a lot. And then the other thing is, um, I was very much attention seeking because I was the youngest. And my siblings were <laughs> yeah. champions. My sister was a nationally ranked ice dancer. Oh, wow. She was 11th in the country, and she would have gone to the Olympics had she stayed with it and gotten the bronze. That's not a joke. Okay. My brother was all-American soccer player. My dad played with Gordie Howe and the old-timer Red Wings, was supposed to be in the NHL. No Then kidding. I got born, and that's the reason he's not in it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. My mom was Yikes. one of the highest-paid teachers in the entire state, and she won accolades, awards, was in the newspapers. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot to live up to, but my mom. Um, <laughs> wow, Russia. Yeah, my mom loved whenever she could. She couldn't remember something to quote from a movie, and so she would have me do it. And I think <laughs> that's how I got into impressions. Yeah. Is just I created this world of playing with my Barbie dolls and giving them voices, watching TV, trying to mimic that. Yeah. Because I literally, I'm not even joking. The very first profession I ever wanted was to be a cartoon. I remember <laughs> dancing to, I called it the Wacky Wild Dance. I would do it every time that Ren and Stimpy would play the credits oh and the song. And one time I turned around to my parents, looked them dead in the eye and said, I want to be a cartoon. <laughs> and my parents were like reading the newspaper and correcting papers for school. And my mom just stops and she's like, 
Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> like they, they do not even question it. They're like, yeah, yeah. that's what you're going to do. So I've been wanting to be a comedian since the very beginning. I just didn't realize that that was a line of work. Yeah. Like for me, when I thought of Second City, I thought you had to be so talented, they asked you to join. Mm. And the same thing for like doing voiceovers, I didn't realize that that was a profession. I didn't realize for acting, you had to audition for stuff. I just thought someone picked you up off of the street yeah. and gave it to you. Mm. I did a lot of dance and gymnastics. I did sports. I always try to replicate or be like my siblings and do a lot of sports and things that I didn't necessarily like, but I was good at. Yeah. And um, my mom was like, no, no, no. You don't realize that you're good at your own things. Focus on that. It's a good mom. Yes. Um, however, she passed away when I was 10, oh, so yeah. I, I didn't get to focus as much on what I wanted to do until very late and realizing like, oh, with theater, that's something that I enjoyed more than cross country. Yeah. So I tried to get into that and realizing I'm much better at comedy than I am the dramas. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. as I gotten older, I realized if you're a comedian, you can very easily do drama mm -hmm. because most mm -hmm. of us are full of trauma, yeah. full of sadness. And I, for one, am probably the most traumatic oh, wow. and, and sad comedian oh, in the man. state of Michigan. So I, I enjoy uh, just performing in general. Okay, so cool. like for me, I know this is like attention seeking is yeah. the whole aspect of not really. Podcast. I mean, that's just like a not really. Right. It's just a funny name. Yeah, to be but uh, for me, it is. It's not so much attention seeking, but um, I think because of my past. And I've said this in other podcasts, too, and just in conversation. But for me, when I perform, I love seeing somebody just take five minutes or a couple of seconds out of their day yeah. and just live in that bliss of I can laugh, I can just enjoy mm. myself, because I don't want anybody to ever feel the way that I feel personally. Oh, wow. So when I'm on stage and I make someone laugh, it's an aphrodisiac. Yeah. So I've been doing it basically my whole life because my whole life has actually been sad. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So it's like it's like something that's. Is it like you feel it's like like balancing that out, or do you always like how does? Well, that... they say that comedy is therapeutic. It's not therapy. Yeah. Like you can't you know, give your entire life out to the world and expect some form of closure to come back. Yeah. But it does supplement a couple of needs that I do need. I'm a very lonely person, so making others laugh. Yeah. I get some form of bond. Oh, yeah. You feel, yeah. You feel like you all are in it together. Yeah. For, and that's yeah. and uh, the same thing why I did improv was I was in a group, so I felt like I was sort of needed even when I probably wasn't. It's just in those like 25 minute sets, I felt like I was part of a collective. And yeah. uh, socially, I'm very inept. Does not seem like it. What? Oh, yeah, mm. I am. I've, I have a lot of bad social cues because I grew up not having friends or being very isolated. Really? Yeah. I thought you were in all these sports and all that stuff. I was, but I was always like the black sheep or the oh, person that like gotcha. no one wanted to talk to afterward, or I didn't know how to create a bond because I couldn't have friends come over. Okay. I couldn't, uh, like there are certain social cues or ways that families act that I, I've never known. Like I'm dating someone who has a lovely family Yeah. and it kind of creeps me out at times yeah. because I've never had that. 
and in the back of my head, I'm like, do I deserve it? Oh, wow. Okay. So that's another aspect. To yeah, it. that's a lot. Yeah, Whereas a lot with comedy, on. I can kind of pretend or, or I can sort of play that character of someone who is okay with all of that. Yeah. And you play it well. Work, and work with the audience. Yeah. Yeah, you play it well. I would, no one, no one would ever oh, have known all that stuff. Oh, jam packed full of insecurities. Yeah, <laughs> too many to count. Isn't that weird though? Like, if someone, you know how, like you say, like you said, like you know, I wasn't really needed and stuff like that. Um, how, like, if people could see, which everyone, not to the extent that you are mm-hmm. thinking that, but like everyone has thoughts like that, right? Right. Yeah. But not. I mean, you obviously are have a like a high level of thoughts like that. But I guess like if everyone could see. Like how other people view them. Yeah. You're right? Does it, that make sense? It is hard to do that. Um, so when you mention like uh, feeling isolated or, or et cetera, or not yeah. having as high of a status of you, this is a perfect example. And I swear I'm going to put it on my gravestone. My brother in high school, probably was his freshman or sophomore year, he had a class with a teacher that you had to write a metaphor about your family. Yeah. There was a his friend did a toilet, which I thought was hilarious. Like yeah, his they, dad was like a corn cob and a piece of poop or something. And, like, and like he proud. was the water or something flushing down. My brother yeah. chose a fridge. My brother, I can't remember what he was, but he wrote, My sister was the was the milk, always running out because she ran away from home. Oh wow. My dad was the power supply. But me, I swear to God, no one has ever described me in yeah. perfect detail. He said, Heather is the frozen food, always neglected. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. And I live by that saying to this day. Wow, wow. It's, <laughs> no one has ever hit me so hard as yeah. that sentence. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, That's yeah. the whole reason I do this crap is because I feel like the frozen food 24-7. So it's like a way to kind of like get – like, so are you, are you using this as like – do you really enjoy this or are you using it as a means to an end? I really enjoy it. And um, so I, I'm not afraid to say I'm 36. Yeah, I'm 40. I've been doing be this 40. since, yeah. like trying to do it professionally since 2005, which is a long time. And I'm in that space where I do have celebrity friends who are making multi-million dollars who are messaging me, why haven't you moved to LA yet? Why haven't you done this? Wow, or like, yeah. you should be further than what you are. So it's at a point where it's not only is it my passion, but I feel like I need to not only prove to myself, but others that I am worthy enough. Yeah. And also mm. that everyone has kind of moved ahead and I feel like I'm so far behind. Okay. Mm. So I know like eventually I will get something. It's just a matter of when, but I feel like, it does kind of knock you down a couple of pegs. Like when you're the one who's like trailing behind everybody, I see. you feel like a failure Yeah. more times than none. And it's just like you keep going and eventually something will happen. But at the same time, I don't know that. Yeah, like I'm a failed uh, uh, baseball player. Are you? Totally. Yeah, failed baseball player. Did you do uh, minor leagues or major leagues? I didn't or? even make it. No, no, no. Uh, I like went to college. I played Division one baseball. And then that was like the plan, mm-hmm. and I just was not good enough. Like there was, it was like very evident by like year two, uh, that this was not going to happen. So like you knew, 
Yeah, I knew. Okay. I was, yeah, like it was so like I was I was I didn't know they were going to be major leaguers at the time, but I would see we would play against these major league dudes that yeah. that Not had great career dudes. career. Yeah. You know, they're old now. They're done. But <laughs> but like they made it look so easy. Yeah. And I was so it was so hard for me. Like if I did something well, I felt like I had climbed like Kilimanjaro, you know. Yeah. So I f- figured out but like I guess you know, I'm like definitely a failed baseball player. That was the plan. I like went all in for probably 22 years, like all in, like all in. And wow. yeah. And I guess like, it's like a beautiful failure because I like tapped out. Not, I mean, I like tapped out, like I knew, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, even like, I think there's something, there's something beautiful in the, fa- like, if you make it, that's amazing. But if you don't make it, that's still, I feel like amazing because like someone putting full effort into something I think is very cool. Yeah. And very few people do that nowadays. Having a, having a passion and going Yeah, and it. very yeah. few people like especially I I almost gave up trying to explain this to like parents and kids whatever, mm. but like like uh cuz now like everyone is so spread. Mm-hmm. It, like no one gives full into anything. Yeah. And no one's really expected to give full in anything, but yeah. it's really so. I like really appreciate someone that's like f- giving full into something, whether whatever happens. It's just like a beautiful process, I think. So props to you. It, I really do appreciate hearing that. However, I will say the one difference between myself and perhaps somebody else doing this yeah. is like if I were to back out it would feel a little bit harsher because I come from a family of failures. That's yeah. what we call ourselves. Like yeah. my sister was supposed to go to the Olympics and the person that she beat every time yeah. wound up getting bronze. My brother was supposed to continue with soccer and be like professional soccer player. That didn't happen. My dad was supposed to be a professional hockey player. Yeah. That didn't happen. So it's just like seeing how close they got. I mean, they were... When I say close, they yeah. had it. They had it. So for me, I feel like even more of a need that I mm. have to accomplish this. And also, I do know my own worth. And my biggest issue is that I'm not as, like, go-to as some of these newer comedians. Like, I, I envy Vivian a hundredfold because she is doing more open mics. There's a lot of people doing more mics and just getting their reps in. And I'm not doing that right now. I have 20 million things going on at one time always. And I feel like stand up has kind of taken a little bit of a step back in the new year. I like to continue on, but there are like other things that I know that honestly, if I were to pick one thing, I probably should be one of the main voiceover people in LA but yeah. the fact that I'm not that, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's like one is killing me. Yeah. And also, like, the other is like, well, maybe your path is a little bit different than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's a lot. You actually answered the next question, which I was ah! like to say. <laughs> Sorry for, for cutting no, off. No, no, no. It's all good. You didn't cut anyone off. That was really interesting. Thank you for sharing. That was, like, very being very vulnerable. So appreciate yeah. that. So... The next question I always like to ask is like, are you like doing it, doing it? Or is it like this mm. fun little hob session? Like Jason Gillerin called it a hob session, which I thought was really mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So you obviously are doing it, doing it. We've established that, which is very respectful. So Vivian, are you like, is it like comedy or bust? Or is it like I have this beautiful life and this is like my side thing? Like where is this whole thing fitting in your hmm. atmosphere? 
I mean, I definitely don't have a beautiful life, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm. What do you mean you don't have a beautiful life? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a beautiful life. Really? But, oh, dude, I hate my job. Yeah. I don't have a beautiful life by any means. Okay. You have some good things going for you. Yeah, sure. It's not You're just terrible. in, I mean, you, you look like, okay, outside person looking in. Yeah. Right? You're doing comedy. You're funny. Um, you're like living in Ann Arbor, which is like a great place to live. I'm like a little I'm jealous. <laughs> which, but you're living. You're living in Ann yeah. Arbor, which is like a cool yeah. place to live. Like you have access to all these cool things. You're traveling. Yeah. Right? You're traveling. So like someone, grass is greener always, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm sure like everyone is looking on the other side. But like someone that's just like viewing like, oh, what's Vivian? Like, oh, blah, blah, oh, blah. Funny. Little, right? Yeah. I'm like, damn. Vivian's got it like all together. Like that's what I think. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that, and I think that's what annoys me is a lot of people think I have it together, and I'm like, I am like just trying to get through the day. Really? Dude. Oh yeah. Wow. For sure. Um, but I mean, I I don't think I I don't really want to make a I don't know. I'm not at the point where I'd say like, yeah, I'm gonna make a career out of this. Yeah. Because I've only been doing it a year. But when I started doing it, what I really want to do is write for television. Nice. And so, if anything, I kind of want to use it to hopefully one day get into that. You So, I took the sketch class. Oh, yeah? At Planet Ant. Okay. And so, it goes like sketch one through six. Sketch one through four, you write sketches in, okay. the, in whoever survives. Because people drop out, obviously. Sure. Like, I started with seven. ended up with four. Oh, wow. People that stayed all the way through. But uh, you write sketches all the way through. Uh, class five, you everyone picks two, and then you like, like, oh wow, like uh, uh, everyone like helps in a group and writes them up, like makes them the best they can be. Class six is you uh, cast it show, you cast a show, and you hire actors, and then they run your show for like three weekends. Oh wow, it's really cool, wow. and a, a writer. Yeah, for me, not so much sketch as like sitcoms. That's well, it's like similar, but I'm saying yeah. it's like a way to like yeah. write the stuff, right? Because yeah. no, that, uh, sure. that, that leads to, because they that leads to, they also have like things where like you could write uh, like one act plays. Ooh, which I yeah, I right? did that in college. Yeah, yeah, you should like you should you should submit some one act plays. Yeah, yeah. That's a great place. That's so a great my, resource. My problem is that I'm an extrovert, so it's funny because I. That's come good from, though, right? Yeah, but it's hard to write. Because you're like, why? Well, let's hear the, hold on. Why is it hard to write? Well, so my my full-time job is very solitary. So it's very hard for me to be like, cool, this is an eight, a great eight hours looking at my computer. Yeah. Let's do it for another three hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's that's what I like about comedy is then it's like, cool, let's go out around a bunch of people Hell yeah. and read the stuff I wrote. Which is my favorite, one of my favorite parts too. Because yeah. I also am an extrovert. Yeah, but you I also have a job where you're working with people. I yeah I've like but, somehow mixed this yeah. all this stuff together yeah I got lucky but yeah for me it's very much when I'm done with work I'm like oh my god get me out of my house yeah you know um but so it's hard for me to sit down and write now yeah what about a writing group I would I really want to I really want to join start a rival writing group against rival writing. uh yeah deep end sketch comedy <laughs> They won't let me in. Yeah, let's do. Let's do. Would like you an like old, to? Because yeah. I'm more than happy to. Let's look do yeah. like a thirty yeah. and up. What'd you say? Let, like people in their thirties and older. Yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, 
uh, in the deep end with no, no I don't know. We'll call it, we'll call it like uh, retirement or uh, yeah, water aerobics. We'll call it water, water aerobics. aerobics. Water aerobics. Perfect. No, they're all cool. I love all those people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I but, like uh, them too. But they're young. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, one time I was yeah. like, yo, you guys need a chaperone? <laughs> no, I was like, uh, I was like, listen, I got, I love writing sketch. I got a couple sketches. Like, I'll just give them to you guys. And, and oh, really? Like, and I was like, and you can just like not even tell anyone that it's mine. Just like, have I just want to like, and they were, and they were, I was have junk with there. Just like, oh, we have enough sketches. Thanks. <laughs> it's good. They they got a great group. It's awesome. It's cool. They're putting good stuff. I love watching like their drops. You know, on Thursdays, like I get a kick out of it. So you're talking about how you it's hard to write like every day. Um, Patrick Rowland, who I've mm-hmm. known since. 2008 at yeah. IO. Um, the fact that he got onto the Amber Ruffin show, he was working at Target before <sighs> he got that job. Like he had just got a regular sales position during COVID, but he was writing every single day and knowing like just his work ethic. And I think Brett Hayden has the same thing. And uh, Elena also has this where they write every day and just continuously working on their craft. That sort of mentality is needed for those types of writers working for shows and just opening your mind up to like working with other writers. Because Brett even mentioned he had posted online on Facebook or something, writing with a new partner every other week. So he got to meet mm. new comedians. Smart. He got to work on his own craft. And I thought that was brilliant and highly suggested to anybody, including myself. Um, but you are never too old to write as well because yeah. Patrick, I think, got his. Oh, my God. I, I feel bad for not knowing this. But he's in his 40s. And that's how he got the Amber Ruffin show. Like, he's he's past, like, what you would consider your prime. But at the same time, whoa, 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 he's whoa. getting I'm his... entering my prime. But no, no, no. That's the thing is he is entering his prime. That's how I you feel. Would, you I would, really do feel like that, Yeah. Though. You would think that in your 20s, you have to be this comedic genius. And let me say, you're a dumb until you hit 30 (laughs) you don't have any life experience until you hit third that dirty 30 and then you get to actually know who you are as a person as a comedian as a lover as a fighter etc etc see i feel like i i'm just figuring out who i am yeah i was gonna say i think women for women it's 30 Mm -hmm. but for men it's like 35 at least no it's like it was 39 and a half i swear to god i believe it. like 30 i'm about to be 40 in a month yeah and i really like in the last year I really feel like super comfortable and like where I'm at and like where I want to go and who I like who I am, you know, because there's like where mm-hmm. there's like definitely were some times in the past like 20 years from 20 to now where I like, oh, I'm going to like make a run at this person. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. try to be this dude. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to be that dude or like because you think, oh, this. No, man. So like I feel really comfortable in my own skin. You avoided the question. Wait, what was the question? The question was. What like what do you what are you using this whole comedy thing for? Like is it oh. is it just a hobby? Like is it a way to get I mean, out? I'd I'd like to get into television writing. And it's okay. Like so how are you do like what are you doing to do that? Uh, right now nothing. Right now it's just comedy. Okay. Yeah. Event- I mean I've looked at moving to LA a lot. Okay. What's what's what like what are the barriers to entry for you moving to LA? Money. That's a that's a good barrier. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a legit barrier. Right. I actually I really like LA. I have friends who live out there. Yeah. Um, I liked it way more than I thought I would, but I don't know. I have really good benefits right now. I feel you. Do you ever watch The Untouchables, the movie? Yeah, of course. Do you remember that great quote by Sean Connery? No. 
Oh, it's a great quote. It's like one of my favorite quotes of all time. He's like, what are you willing to do? That's like um, a great quote. Yeah. Cause he's like talking to the dude. He's like, are you in or like, you really want to do this? And he's like, yeah, I want to like try to stop it. And he's like, no, like, do you really want to do it? So I just, I love that quote. Yeah. Like, are you willing to like go and like live in like a house with like 10 other people or you're, oh, you're not yeah. there? So you're ready to do that. Oh yeah. If that, if that were it. Yeah. Fine. So it's the benefits. It's the bennies. Yeah. It's the bennies and just, I don't know. There's so much that could go wrong. And for me too, as an extrovert, I mean, I, I've lived other places and just gotten really isolated. <sighs> Where I, have you lived? Uh, I used to live in France and the Netherlands. Can we talk about this for a second? <laughs> yep, please do. Yeah, you're like, you like, are, you, you did comedy in like uh, uh, Germany? No, never. Um, you did comedy overseas? Paris. Yeah, I did Paris and uh, in Utrecht in the Netherlands. So do you speak all these languages? I do, but I, I can't do comedy in them. So you're super yeah. smart. You're super smart. If um, you're sp- no, I, I don't yes. think so. Yes. Wait, wait. How I many mean, languages do you speak? Three. Okay, you're super smarty. It's okay to say. No, no, no. But here's the thing. Here's Just the say, thing. yeah, I'm a super no, smarty. No, no, because this is what you learn when you learn languages. Some people are really like, there's some dumb people out there who speak five languages. Okay? It has okay. nothing to do with intelligence. What does that have to do with? I can't. I've tried it's, like It's three. like its own sort of intelligence, you know? And I'm honestly, I'm not even good at languages. It's just like I work at it. Um, I started learning Dutch when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> On your own? On your own? No, no, no. My, my dad's Dutch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. My dad's okay. Dutch and my grandma's Dutch. Um, so, yeah. Like, I versus French, like in Dutch. I speak French much better than Dutch. Yeah. Um, but my accent is better in Dutch. Because really? I, well, just because yeah, I yeah, grew yeah. up makes sense. with the words. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That's I learned that in college for sure because I was struggling with French so much. My professor was like, look, just because you're not good at a language doesn't mean you're not smart. Yeah. And yeah, that's I think we, especially as Americans, we associate like being able to speak a language with yeah. being intelligent, but it's not. You should have just took the compliment. You should have just like, no, because I because she I is smart, very smart. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't identify that way. But I also work for a university. So. Okay, so you lived in what was you, how long did you live in France for in all these places? Oh boy, um, the first time I lived in France, I was in Tours. I lived there for three months. Okay, that was very isolating. So what 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 brought you there? Uh, it was an internship. Okay. An unpaid internship. And so, there. what, like, what made you? What were you chasing when you took the unpaid internship? I uh, just improving my French. You know, I'd always yeah. wanted to live in France. I wanted to improve my French. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was isolating in the fact that what? Like, oh, it was so isolating because I couldn't speak the language fluently. Yeah. I was there with a bunch of introverts, <sighs> and I just remember being in my room and like being miserable and just yeah, it was very isolating. And so uh, I think. Go ahead. Go that's sorry. that's like why I'm afraid to move now because yeah. that was so tough i uh i only i don't have like a lot of experience with that because i've stick around like my, my hometown is sterling heights and yeah. went to college at u of d whatever but i was at u of d in the first so i played baseball so it was like instant friends but the first yeah. week the first like three days where i was in a dorm by myself and i felt that feeling that's a tough feeling yeah it is that's a really but i don't i feel like you would make friends easy if you went to la i i think so Especially if you start doing comedy, that's like instant. Yeah. So that's why I've kind of like thought about it again. Okay. You know. Yeah. All right. So this this is a this is a this is a great segue to the to the uh, final question. Oh. The okay. final question. Are you ready for the final question? We'll go left to right this time because we went right to left. We'll go left to right. <laughs> the final countdown. 
Okay. Comedy wise, and for you, writing wise, for you, whatever you have, so many things going on <laughs> for you, whatever you got going on wise. Where do you want to be in one year? Because the goal, right? The goal of the podcast, the goal of the podcast is like a is like a, a your own moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, so like Vivian brought her comedy crew. If you ever wanted to bring, if you had a different comedy crew, or maybe Vivian's included, and you had a third person, like you're totally invited back. But it's to give like everyone in the area like a moment in time. And then a year from now, like another mm. moment in time. And so like hopefully like through the episodes, you could like watch everyone grow. That's oh, like the, the okay. big, that's like the big picture thing. Okay. Right. And also like to expand to more artists, but I don't know any other artists. So it's like tough. So where do you want to be in a year? In a year? Um, I'd, I'd at least like to be like hosting at clubs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Legit. That's legit. Yeah. Like so, like at a Mark Ridley's or at yeah. like a one night stands Showcase, or Detroit Hops yeah. Comedy stuff like that. Yeah, I love it. In this area around yeah. here. Oh yeah. Because you were talking about LA earlier. Well, no, I'd, I'd love to do it in LA. So what's up? That's what I'm saying. So yeah. ideally, where is like if you had a vision oh. board, if you made a vision board, I don't know if people oh, do Jesus. that still. <laughs> if you made a vision board, I think of people who do. Where yeah. I do like in my head vision boards, but like. Uh, where is <laughs> hold on i'm looking at my vision board i'm not putting that i'm not like having my friends come in and see a vision board no yeah. way but in my head all, i do it right here. it's all up here you know maybe i'll like draw one <laughs> but like maybe i'll cut one and put it in a drawer but uh <laughs> where are you in a year like i like where yeah. do you want to be I not do, like give yeah. me like give me like what do they call those lofty goals give me a lofty, oh, goal. lofty goal a lofty one year oh, goal where do you want to be in a year i'd love to be writing for television Writing for television yeah. in LA. It's gonna take longer than a year, though. Okay, so yeah. that's not realistic, then, right? So yeah. give me a give me a realistic, oh, lofty geez. goal. Okay, so we just did like too lofty, not lofty enough. So, not right. lofty all enough. Right. Yeah, Goldilocks yeah, yeah. lofty. I'm um, yeah, yeah. Um, just right, baby bear. Yeah. Um, oh God, I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, I would I would say like hosting for clubs. So that's yeah. what you want to do in a year. You feel yeah. really good about that. Yeah, and if if. Something happens and I move to LA, then just like fitting into the LA bonus. You'll yeah. fit in LA. You'll fit. You'll fit in in like two seconds. Yeah, and I, I have some friends who do comedy in LA. Like I don't worry too much, but I will say like you know LA is different than Michigan, right? Like, I do not know. You I'm don't a, know that? I'm a hometown okay. homie. Yeah. Like, I have I a lot home. of I have a lot of friends who have moved to LA or just people I know who have moved back from LA, and it's just people there are friendly to your face, but they don't have your back. You know, yeah. and I think in Michigan, people have your back. Midwesty is like yeah. ride or die ish, right? Yeah. Like, like friends, like even people I don't know, like uh, in the comedy world, I'm like, dude, if they got in a fight, like, let's go. You know, like, <laughs> and I don't think in those terms, but I'm like, <laughs> that's how I'm a dumb. Like, I'm you a, need me to help you change your tire? I got you. <laughs> you know, like, that's such a good, that's such a good. I'm not yeah. condoning fighting, but that's like a very well, good. Nobody, like, nobody wants to know I have their back in a fight. No one's like, as long as Vivian's got me. I would like to know if like, I ever got an altercation and you were there, I'd be like, all right, I'd well, be the Vivian's person there. like, guys, look over there. Run, Mark, run. That's fine. <laughs> no one's condoning fighting. You can't be fighting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Fighting's ridiculous. But you know, if someone yeah, you know, would have their back. If push comes to shove, yeah, we'd, quite we'd help them break it up. Yeah. Yeah. I condone it. All right. Um, <laughs> Heather, where do you want to be in a year? Uh, well, in a year, um, I don't necessarily where I'll be in a year, but I do have some specific goals that I'm setting up for January specifically. Um, I do have a bunch of like songs and, uh, sketch writing and things that I've been working on. I just haven't 
recorded. Okay. So I am going to be doing the, uh, I'm sure every comedian can atone to this, but I hate marketing. I Mm. absolutely hate marketing for myself. I have the ability to do it. Yeah. I just am lazy about it. And I've kind of racked up so much that I should be starting to do that in January. And I would like to try and, oh God, this is so pretentious. Be social media, at least oh, relevant. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, um, Because I am in a niche market. And uh, along with that, I am working on two other things. One is an attainable goal. It just involves a lot of money and probably a kickstart. I have a card game that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the copyright for it as yeah. well as trying to get the patent. Um, and then also I'm designing it myself because I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> you got so much going on. Yes, literally yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get that awesome. at least a demo ready by maybe okay. May. And then the other thing is, like Vivian writing for television, I have a couple of animation pilots that I've had sitting, yeah. you know, uh, backseat to a lot of stuff. I would like to at least pitch one to a network or something. I'm fortunate that I know a couple people who've worked in television. Yeah. So hoping to work on that as well as um, quitting my job at OnStar and doing voiceover full time. Yeah. I'm making a booth in my house right now. Wow. I'm hoping it'll be done by... January and I can start working on that. Nice. So Tyler Neeson did that. Do you know him? Who? Oh yeah. Tyler Neeson. Yeah. Um he's, oh, a, he's a comedian. He, he says it's Nissen, right? Tyler Nissen. I think it's Nissen. Uh, whatever the hell his last name is. Yeah. Tyler. Mm-hmm. We'll refer to him as Tyler because I'm yeah. not sure I believe you. Um he went full voiceover, but then he came back actually. Oh really? Yeah, he came back. He he uh I'll let I'm not I'll, he'll be on and he'll talk about it. I don't want to like yeah. speak yeah. for him but like he he preview yeah yeah he, there, he came back I, I'm very niche market again with that but um I was very happy to have met uh Gray uh Delisle Griffin a couple weeks yeah. ago at the Grand Rapids um Comic Con and she took over for a couple of voiceover actors and I actually got to show her my Liza and she did her Judy Garland. It was like yeah, a nice yeah. little it was a nice little moment. And I got to take a class through the groundlings for voiceover as well, just to like kickstart things. So I do have a a decent resume. It's just the fact that I haven't pushed forward with that. And if I were to be honest with where I would like to be in the future, I just want to work from home doing voiceover. I prefer to be behind the scenes. It's attainable. I like people yeah. knowing my voice and being something else that I'm not because me yeah. personally, I don't like me. Uh, well, everyone <laughs> likes you. I think a lot of people like you, though. I think yeah. like I really if you don't like you, like, I feel like a lot of people like you. So I literally feel like everybody hates me. At work, I know specifically they don't. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? Like we talked about that earlier. Like if ev- yeah. if you could just see yourself as everyone sees you it's very, right yeah it's very difficult like everyone though. would be like everyone is like oh yeah like heather yeah heather's cool it's hard to go from being the frozen food to being put in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if somebody really likes frozen food like and i do like frozen food i do i do enjoy it. I eat a lot of frozen you know that's what brings up another thing like no one everyone on the outside like nobody knows man some this teacher who i'm i really respect at, at my school she has this sign she's like uh be kind because you don't know what everyone's going yeah. to. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And you just assume like everyone is just cool. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's fine. But like everyone's got their own stuff yeah, that they're going sure. through. Mm-hmm. So be kind. Yeah. Be just kind. In general, people should always be kind. Be and people kind. like you. And yeah. you're going to be fine. If you move to LA, you're going to like make a thousand friends in two seconds. Yeah, but I'll be sunburned. Holy
putting a lot of pressure on me to say be kind. I am. No, you don't kind. have to be kind. But I'm saying everyone likes you. Everyone likes you. We'll You're going to crush your leg. Guys, we did like over an hour. So cheers okay. up. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much. Too. You guys did a great job. And you're never too old to live your goals. Maybe you'll be a baseball player. I am a baseball player. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. I, forgot. I was thinking mainly football. Currently What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, what's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would I had to give the gas a touch, mash the clutch Cause going fast is a habit to cut it I go past, leave you back in my dust Like road rash, make you cats go crash In the back of a truck I'm like Bruce Lee, bad as they come Coming back like his son, Brandon Smacking actors with guns and landing Like Michael after slamming the dunk On the runway to heaven Cause that's where Kevin is from like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing And that's no question, so guessing is dumb But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, what's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would